Welcome to She's a DPM, a platform for women to share their experiences, knowledge, and insights on cultivating a life in and outside the field of podiatric medicine and surgery. Well, welcome back, everybody, to She's a DPM. Uh, this week's guest is actually part of our segment, She's a Future DPM, and I would like to welcome Annie Samuel to the podcast. Hi, Dr. Oxman. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so grateful that you are willing to come on and talk about your experiences as a podiatry student. So thank you. (laughs) Um, Before we get going, uh, why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your background, um, where you currently go to school and what year you are and Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Okay. I'm Annie Samuel. I am a third year student at the Temple University School of Podiatric Medicine. I'm originally from Houston, Texas, and I went to the University of Houston. Um, I'm somebody that likes to be pretty involved in any community that I'm part of. So um, I started getting really involved in the Temple University School of Podiatric Medicine community pretty early on as a first and second year. Currently, I am the vice president of the ACPM at Temple. I'm the secretary of the running club. I'm the treasurer for the class of 2024. Uh, I also work on campus. So a lot of students don't work, but I do work on campus. Um, And I also am involved in a little bit of research, both on and off campus. Um, I work with some upperclassmen, Abby Esbenson and TJ Manitola. And I also work with a former guest that you had on the show, Dr. Answer. So that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yes. Dr. Ansert was our guest and hopefully she'll come back on to talk about her fellowship experiences as well. <laughs> yeah, and that would be awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it sounds like along with being a third year podiatrist student, which third year is an int- like an exciting year as well, that you, really you are staying extremely busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do for work during school? I work at the front desk at Temple. So if you've ever been to Temple, you'll probably see me or see someone that I uh, have taught how to manage the princess. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I was similar. I like to stay busy during school. So I worked at a fleet feet in um, East Des Moines. So oh, okay. that's what I did on mine. Awesome. I was, yeah. Selling shoes and doing gait analysis. So, wow. That uh, is awesome. <laughs> yes. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so your third year now, but when did you first hear about podiatry? And this is a double question. Sorry, jumping into it. Why podiatry over Mm -hmm. becoming more of a, or going into a more traditional MD or DO? Okay. Okay. So as a high school student, I was part of this medical science academy. So I was always geared towards going into the medical field. I always knew medicine was so exciting and it was somewhere where I wanted to be. And I wanted to do that for a long time. So I had this really cool opportunity when I was in my second year of college to do this, to be an intern for this program called the DeBakey Summer Surgical Program in Houston. So essentially there um, you kind of act as a medical student and you're in surgeries and you're following doctors around and you're asking them questions and you get to help out as much as they let you. So I was on the general surgery and cardiothoracic surgery rotation. But during a night shift while I was there, I got to see this patient in the emergency department who unfortunately had a surgical, had a surgery done for his heart overseas. And um, 
there was a complication and he started having necrosis of his digits. So he was in the ED and they decided to do an amputation of his toes. And that's when I first got to see my first experience of podiatry. And they did the amputation. I thought, wow, like these are brilliant surgeons and that is so cool. So I kept that in the back of my mind. And when I became a fourth year in college, I started thinking about different medical specialties and I decided to shadow a podiatrist that lived near me, Dr. Ogunmana down in Sugarland, Texas. And he was absolutely fantastic. His patients loved him, his treatments were great and his staff was amazing. So I really enjoyed my time there. And I thought about podiatry and I decided to go for it. Um, and the funny story is when I decided to apply to podiatry school, my dad <laughs> decided to tell me that, oh, when I was younger, when I was a kid, my dad worked for a podiatrist and I had no idea. And he didn't tell me that until I decided to apply to podiatry school. So I thought that was so funny. So maybe there was some kind of subliminal messaging there about me going to podiatry school, right? Like yeah. <laughs> must, they must've been talking about it and I must've picked up on it as a kid. No, um, that's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so MD versus DPM, I did consider MD. Um, but when I had that experience with my podiatrist and I saw that longevity of care, um, how well your patients know you and that autonomy and freedom that you have as a DPM. Um, I just knew podiatry was for me, right? And I like the, those aspects of biomechanics um, and essentially the population that we see. So athletics related, um, yeah. And I really, now, that I have gone through podiatry school and I've seen more podiatrists in action, I know just how expert we are in the fields in anatomy of lower extremity and biomechanics. And I know a lot of people talk about how the work-life balance is there. I think that it's very personal to what you decide to do. And I think that freedom in the field of podiatry is you know, very ideal because you can choose kind of your life, right? Essentially, if you want to have that nine to five, or if you want to be working those night shifts and things like that and work on trauma, it's all up to you. So I really enjoy that type of um, aspect of podiatry. Yeah, I agree that our, our field does, while it is lower limb, foot and ankle, um, there are a lot of multi-specialties as well and they keep growing. Mm -hmm. um, and it is kind of a, can be a choose your own adventure, whether that you want to be hospital, multi-specialty, private practice, um, direct care. Like mm -hmm. there are a lot of opportunities in our field and you have, mm -hmm. it seems like you have a good attitude about it and no starting to realize that early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it helps. It helps that we have, um, people come to our school and talk to us about their experiences and your podcast really highlights all these subspecialties that there are and different people that are doing well in what they chose to do. So I think those types of resources really help when it comes to future students and current students deciding um, how they want to practice. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, tell me, so when you did decide to pursue um, your schooling in podiatry, what was your mm -hmm. application process like? So a lot's happened since then, <laughs> but uh, as I recall, I think the application process is pretty simple. Like it wasn't too overly complicated. Um, I actually really liked going through that process. Um, so some things that we had to do, uh, 
Um, well, first, you can go to the AACPM.org, I believe, and they have information there about prerequisites that you need. I believe you just have, you have to have those 90 semester credits and those prerequisites. Um, you have to upload a personal statement. You have to have your MCAT score, letters of recommendation, and you have to have your grades. So I remember accumulating all of that. Um, I had a professor write me a letter. I had a podiatrist that I shadowed, and I had someone that knew me from leadership uh, write me a letter as well. And I think the only, maybe not even, but the challenging part of the application was just having to designate your classes on which prerequisite it was, but that is not even hard at all. Not even hard at all. So that was fine. Um, and then did, after that, uh -huh. oh, go ahead. Sorry, keep going. No, 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 go ahead. I was gonna just say, like, what did you, where did you interview, and why did you end up choosing Temple? So, I interviewed uh, at three or four schools. I remember Kent being one of them, and the California schools, and then Temple. Um, I thought the interviews were a lot of fun, and I ended up choosing Temple because. Partially, I was partial to it because the podiatrist that I had shadowed was really enthusiastic about Temple and he's an alum. So he was so excited about Temple and he wanted to get me connected to people that he knew. Um, and he just kept telling me great things about it. And he also had students that had shadowed him previously that had gone through Temple and they had did well. And, you know, so I'm glad to be part of following in those footsteps. Uh, but Temple really, I think what really stood out to me was how fantastic the faculty are. And now as a student, I really feel that even more. Uh, they're just fantastic. They are experts in their fields and it's so incredible to get the opportunity to learn from them. And yeah, I mean, some of them are a little bit quirky, but I really like that. <laughs> you're, you're gonna learn that there's a lot of quirkiness in our field and that's a good thing. Thing. it's a good thing right it yeah. keeps you it keeps everything exciting is dr um, van one of your professors she is yes yeah she's fantastic awesome. mm -hmm. yeah she was also a guest <laughs> on here so shout out to mm -hmm. her <laughs> uh what you mentioned that like you i know you shout out this this doctor before coming in can you mm -hmm. give any tips on how you set up that shadowing process for anybody listening that may be interested in shadowing a podiatrist? So I did a quick Google search of podiatrists in my area <laughs> yeah. and I found, yeah, and I found a few. Um, this is also kind of around the time of COVID. So I know people were, or hospital systems and certain providers were not overly enthusiastic about having student shadow because they want to protect their patients, um, which I totally understand. Um, now, as we kind of get out of COVID and we're kind of adapting to things, I think people are more open to having students. So I think that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so I reached out, I think for him specifically, I sent an email and they responded pretty quickly. Um, and other podiatrists, I remember calling their offices and seeing if they would be open to having students and they said they would get back to me. And so it was fairly simple. Um, yeah, so I thought it was a really easy process. I would, I would agree. Most people that you reach out to are fairly open um, mm -hmm. and you just kind of have to put yourself out there, email, call them, right. but you will find somebody. And I think there's mm -hmm. online resources too, with like groups mm -hmm. that say they take students. So yes, I've, I've heard of that too. And I think that's awesome that they yeah. have that set up for you. Um, so they want to make it as easy as possible. So I think that's so cool. 
Yes. So <laughs> what is a normal day in the life of a third year podiatry student? Tell me normal about day. your day today. <laughs> sure. Today was a little bit, a little bit night, uh, but yeah, I'll a little bit different. Yeah. So a normal day for me right now is I'll wake up or I'll try to wake up around five or six. That's kind of early, but, um, I try to do a little bit of studying or go for a walk. Cause I live pretty close to the pier. Um, and it's a really nice walk really early in the morning. It's very calm. So I like to center myself going for a walk. Right. But class starts at seven 30. So if I'm not up by five or six, I'm up by seven. And we're in class at 7.30. We have class from 7.30 to 8.30. From there, we'll go to clinic. And we have clinic from 8.30 to 12.30. Um, in our clinic, we have the surgery rotation. We have the K-room. We have wound care. We also have rotations on physical therapy and OR, just to name a few. But each of those rotations is about a month long. And then around 12.30, we'll go have our lunch break. So a lot of times we'll have guest speakers come during that time. We'll have different programs come and reach out to us, or we'll have some type of event that the school is throwing. And so there's always lunch provided. So that's pretty cool. So most of our days in the afternoon, we have something going on. And then after, when we come back at 1.30, we have clinic again. And clinic is pretty cool. So essentially we see patients um, in the area or people that will come just to just to come to the FAI clinic. And um, we work them up and then we'll talk to our clinicians about them. We'll work up a plan and treatment. We'll get x-rays if needed. We'll talk to the patients and provide them treatment if that's something that we'll do at this visit. Um, and then essentially the students write up the notes. Um, we get follow-up appointments. We'll do, and we'll also, if necessary, we'll do referrals to um, whatever they might need, perhaps vascular, or we might need to get an MRI, depending on whatever they're present, presenting with. Um, and then around five, we're done for the day. So by that time we've completed our notes on our patients and the rest of the day is ours. So most students will go and study or they'll just go enjoy their day. Sometimes we also have meetings in the evening as well. So there's always something going on. Our days are pretty packed. Yeah. Oh yes. Third year, especially. <laughs> um, so compared to first year and I know you're in third year and you probably just applied to all your externships mm -hmm. and I'm slowly hearing back so congratulations yep. on that <laughs> compared to first year like how has your opinion on like podiatry or your insights on podiatry like changed like if that if that makes sense mm -hmm. like yeah it's changed so much. A hundred percent. I've learned so much about the field in itself. Um, and if I didn't mention before, there are just so many subfields that I've learned about now. Um, so things like biomechanics, dermatology, forensics, plastics, even there's so many different subfields of uh, podiatry. And I think it's just so cool that we have all these options. Right. And even, um, if you choose not to do fellowships in those uh, in those fields, um, you're still incorporating those skills when you're seeing your patient, right? Um, we go through the full exam when it comes to our patients' foot, feet, and ankle ankles. Um, so yeah, so it's great how um, in depth we go for our patients. Um, also, I had the opportunity to go to a conference and hear professors and hear speakers, and um, I think it's so great how much research there is and how far we have to go for podiatry there's so we can only go up from here right so 
I think that's awesome. I see students and uh, physicians advocating for podiatry and I, I think it's absolutely cool. Um, yeah, and I think the research that we're doing is pretty standout. Like that's, that really excites me. And I hope in the future I'm, I'm doing more research and contributing to podiatry. Yeah, I always uh, I'm happy to hear like when I'm talking to students like that are that there's excitement, like there's excitement mm-hmm. about the field um, and the growth and the progression of it. And mm-hmm. that we all just have to kind of come together and be able to work together instead of work against each other and, mm-hmm. and growing this pr- profession. So, yeah, uh, I think as students, um, that excitement that students have and that eagerness and willingness to learn is part of what makes you um, a good student, right? Because I think people respond to how excited you are about what they're passionate about, right? The, the field of podiatry and when you're talking to a podiatrist or, um, or any physician that you're interacting with, when they know that you are excited about what you do, it just excites everybody around you and wants everyone, it encourages everyone to work harder. Absolutely. So if you, what is some advice for any pre-med students who may be interested in pursuing a career in podiatry? So I would say definitely shadow, definitely shadow, um, get your foot in the door. Uh, like we said before, podiatrists are an interesting breed because they're so eager to teach and so willing to have students. And, um, every podiatrist that I've interacted with so far is so welcoming to students and they want to teach and want to help you learn. So definitely shout out, take that opportunity, opportunity to learn. Um, find out if podiatry is a field for you or, or if it's not. And if it's not, that's totally okay. We want you to be uh, passionate about whatever you do as how passionate we are um, about our field and what we do. Yeah. So shadow, um, <laughs> I would say that if you're already knowing that you're coming into podiatry um, and you're gonna start your first year, definitely reach out to your upperclassmen um, we, at our school, we have this big little program and definitely reach out to your upperclassmen, get to know them. And they are going to be willing to share books and resources with you. Definitely talk to them about how best to budget your time. And they know specifically about which classes are going to know, are going to require more time than others and which classes are going to require a little bit more effort in, um, memorization or in space repetition. Um, so definitely talk to them. And also, I guess my last piece of advice is keep a calendar. I remember um, when it came to first year, I definitely remember thinking, wow, I have some finals that are coming back to back and I really should space out my time when I'm studying for these classes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And that gets hopefully easier the more you're in it and you get used to kind of a chaotic schedule, but mm-hmm. along with a chaotic schedule, it's still important to have that. I don't think there's ever truly a balance, but that you have life outside of medicine. So with that, like, what is something outside of school that you make sure that you fit into your schedule or that you're currently learning <laughs> or doing? <laughs> which so, is hard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so outside of school, something I'm learning right now, um, I think things have calmed down a little bit for me. So I've tried to pick up tennis. 
I know with Roger Federer retiring, um, who knows, maybe, no, <laughs> it could be plan B, plan B, <laughs> tennis star. Yeah. But temple, um, we have, a where we go to temple Maine sometimes as well, and they have a really nice tennis court and I love using it. So there's a tennis court up there and my friends and I go up there and we try to learn tennis. So that's just something that I'm trying to pick up on the side. And um, that's just for fun, but kind of what I'm trying to learn for myself, I'm trying to learn how to get my web skills up a little bit. So I'm learning how to make a website and I'm learning how to edit videos. Um, yeah. So hopefully those skills will come in handy for me later. They 100% will. <laughs> and those things that you're learning right now, website and video, those are life skills. So that's great. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then what is a tip that you wish you could tell your younger self about pursuing a career in podiatry? Mm, okay. I would say seek out opportunities. I think students can get overwhelmed because sometimes it can be a rigorous course load uh, more often than not. Um, but on top of school and education, there's also opportunities to supplement that by doing, by taking advantage of opportunities that are around you. So whether it be research, whether it just be spending time with podiatrists in the area as a medical student, um, uh, going to conferences, <laughs> going to conferences, um, applying for scholarships, don't be afraid to do these things. Just honestly go for it. There's a, there's a quote that I like by Brene Brown, um, when she talks about vulnerability and the worst thing that can happen is someone says no. Um, so just go for it. There are a lot of opportunities that you can take advantage of um, and definitely seek them out. Talk to your upperclassmen and see what opportunities are for you. Um, yeah. That's a great quote. That's a great quote. And it's so true. One, like you have, I, I tell this to my patients and I tell this to students too, like you have to advocate for yourself. So like no one's coming. So you have to seek out those opportunities as well. Um, I still, to this day, get told no a lot and you just keep <laughs> moving forward. Like no is a regular thing that you're going to encounter in your, your life. And you just have to find every no leads you closer to a yes. So mm -hmm. one thing I would definitely say to my younger self is solidify your learning. Um, so right now is the third year. I think it's a great opportunity because we're in clinic and everything that we've learned so far is coming to you're, it's it's right here in front of you, right? So when someone talks about plantar fascial pain or they talk about high arches, we know what the high arches can cause um, and why it's important to get them into orthotics. So I think it's absolutely great to that you're seeing these things in third year now, but I think it's also great to supplement your learning, whether it be by looking at older material or researching things and looking up journal journal articles later on um I think all that can supplement your learning and help you solidify what you're learning great addition yes I agree well thank you so much for being on she's a future DPM <laughs> and I really uh appreciate you taking the time and to provide your insights and your current experiences and I'm looking forward to seeing all that you accomplish during your career. Thanks, Dr. Austin. Thank you so much, Dr. Austin, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Maybe in a few years, we'll compare how this interview was to that one. So. Yeah, I'll be like, remember in 2022, <laughs> you said this. How are you feeling now? <laughs>
you're going to do great. So thank you so much for, for being a guest. Email me at droxman at gmail.com. The address is in the show notes below. And let me know if there's a topic or if you know a kick-ass lady who should be interviewed. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to hearing your comments and suggestions on the podcast. And remember, stay uncomfortable. That's where we grow.